All right, so if you're unfamiliar, Combo Breaker is one of the biggest fighting game tournaments to go to. If you're a huge fighting game enthusiast, then you already know about Combo Breaker. But if you're not, or maybe you're just kind of dabbling in fighting games or just in esports in general, uh, then Combo Breaker is definitely one of the, the mecca spots for people who are fighting game fans. It's in the Midwest, so it's a nice alternative for those like myself who can't afford to go to Evo, which is in August in Las Vegas. It's a lot more uh, expensive, to say the least. And it's pretty far away. You know, it's a hot area. Not everyone wants to go there, but it is a great tournament. It is like the Olympics. But for now, we're talking about Combo Breaker and my experience at Combo Breaker 2023. Hello and welcome to FGC Philosophy. My name is Tavian the Philosopher Napier and welcome. As an assistant director of esports and of an arena, an esports arena, I've been lucky enough to turn my passion for fighting games into a career. I organize and produce tournaments, I do production, I've competed in fighting games, I've done commentary, and many other things in the competitive gaming world. I'm also a coach, uh, lots of different things. Needless to say, I've had a lot of different perspectives on esports, on competitive gaming. Uh, and whether I'm behind the scenes or I'm in the thick of the action, gaming is my love, it is my passion, it is a huge part of my life. And I'm excited to share these experiences, especially the one this week, which is, again, Combo Breaker 2023. So let's jump into it. Before we get into the main bulk of it, I want to keep pushing this because I, I love it and uh, I want to continue to grow and it helps me out, honestly. Uh, it's one great way to help me out and it gives me something to have more people to talk about with. Uh, and that's books, whether it be regular books or audiobooks, right? I use Audible. I have been having a hard time just reading in general, but even when I do read or don't have the time to read, I'm using Audible to listen to books. Uh, I can't always have time to read, and a lot of the reading I do now is documentation and emails and things of that nature. It takes up a lot of my mental bandwidth, and I just sometimes don't have the focus to read even when I want to. So audiobooks have been a great alternative. I've been using it for, I don't even know how long now, 10, 15 years, and I love it. I've got self-help books. I've got fantasy books. I've got a lot of different series that I'm listening to and I talk to my friends about, and it makes me really exciting to be able to do that. So I want to continue to have those conversations, maybe in the future, get that book club going that I've talked about in the past. Uh, but if you'd like to help me and you're interested in having audiobooks of your own, you can use Audible and use the link taviannapier.com audible. It will be in the description down below if you just want to click that and take right to it. Now, it is free for a month and you get a free book out of it. And then after that, if you choose to keep it, I think it's somewhere along seven... 85 for the normal version of it and then it's like $15 for the extra version of it but every month you get a free book and you also get access to some of the catalogs within audible audible exclusive books and some of those are free as well I've listened to a few in the past that were free I think they change it up every now and then but either way you keep it for a month it's free then after that you pay that subscription I believe if you keep it for three months I start getting a commission from that small commission but every little bit helps and I would be grateful to just be able to talk about books with more people and uh, maybe share some of the books I'm listening to and get that conversation going. So again, that link is taviannapier.com slash audible links in the description down below. Now, really quickly as well, a quick life update that I'll talk about a tiny bit. I think I mentioned it in the last episode as well, but I did go to Georgia. Uh, I did have a great time. Uh, there's one funny story that you'll see on my Twitter as well that I posted of my family and I going to a park and finding the hugest uh, Confederate memorial in the world by accident. 
right? We didn't mean to. We just saw a huge rock, and it ended up being like a huge relief, relief sculpture. It, it was weird uh, and kind of a funny story. And I'll, I'll tell that another day if I haven't already said that in a podcast. Uh, but yeah, I'm just excited. I took a week-long vacation. And then, you know, this wasn't originally planned a couple of months ago, but it just kind of happened to be. Uh, my wife was like, hey, we're going on vacation together. You know, you need some free time for yourself. You should go to Combo Breaker alone this year. Normally, I go with my family for a little bit of context. And so this is the first time I've gone to like a fighting game tournament by myself that wasn't work-related. Uh, I just went to have fun. I did end up competing in Street Fighter V, uh, but I mainly just went there to play casuals, see old friends, and have a good time and watch some high-level fighting games. Ooh, we'll get to that later, too. Now... As I said, I had that vacation. I was home for a day, did some work, and then I was off again on that Friday and roomed with some friends from the FGC, some members of the Kalamazoo fighting game that were nice enough to split that bill with me so that I didn't have to book a hotel and spend even more money. I could spend that, split that fee with them, and then also help them out by driving them around. Uh, you know, they carpooled as well, so I wanted to make sure I helped them out and, you know, got to know some of the newer players in the scene. But nonetheless, as I mentioned before, Combo Breaker is in... Chicago, and it's one of the biggest fighting game tournaments that you can go to. Honestly, I think it's second only to Evo. I haven't been to all the majors in the country, so I can't say that definitively. But every time I go, it's great. Quality is great. Competition is great. Setups, the venue, vendors. Oh, man. And I got me some Popcorn Baron. Woo! <laughs> if you know, you know. If you know about Popcorn Baron, then you know. If you don't, you're missing out, but also that line is long, so I don't blame you. <laughs> now, I've been to several other combo breakers, as I've mentioned. Uh, combo breaker was the first ever major that I went to. And that first time that I went, I met Ed Boone, creator of Mortal Kombat, co-creator. Uh, Maximilian Dude, one of the biggest content creators in the fighting game scene. Uh, he doesn't just do fighting games, but that's like a big bread and butter for him. He even has some separate podcasts with people like Justin Wong and Matt McMuscles, uh, who also make content and or have competed in fighting games. So I I've had a lot of combo breakers under my belt. I think this is my fourth one now. Uh, I missed two years worth. But after that, I had gone for every year since 2015, I think? Question mark. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a really great one. And Combo Breaker 2023 was no different. Uh, again, I only competed in Street Fighter, and I went one and two. I won my first match and lost my second two. A little bit bummed, but honestly, I hadn't been grinding the game for like a good few months, so I don't really, I didn't have any expectations, but I felt like I was able to get out of pools. I still feel that way, even though I didn't put that practice in, but I do think if I had consistently practiced uh, productively, I, I would have hit that goal. Nonetheless, there's no point in lamenting over it. Uh, I just wanted to have one last hurrah before Street Fighter 6 comes out, which is in less than a week. It comes out this Friday as of recording it. it it's Monday, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, so I'm kind of saying my goodbyes to the game. Now, this is sort of a weird culture in competitive gaming nowadays where when a new version comes out, you just stop playing the last one. Now, in the FGC and in other games, that's considered a game that's dead because it's competitively dead. There's not going to be as many tournaments for it. Capcom isn't going to be actively marketing it and making new content for it. So it's a quote-unquote dead game. If someone invites me to play the game, I will. But I will be honest, just outright, Street Fighter VI is looking a lot better than Street Fighter V. Uh, I played five. I was committed to it, but I don't have the sentimental value of having to play the game. I already like six more, and 
I'm excited to see what they do with it. If I decide that I don't like Six as much, I can always go back to that. I can play Strive. I can wait for Tekken or MK or Project L. Tons of fighting games in the world right now, but I have liked what I've seen so far. Uh, and I do want to be someone who advocates and hosts tournaments, whether it be for the Kalamazoo FGC or for working at Western Michigan University as the coordinator, as the assistant director of the program. So that leads me to what do you do at this kind of thing? We already talked about competing, right? There's tons of tournaments. You know, the bracket is ridiculously huge. You know, there's Guilty Gear Strive, Tekken, all the major fighting games. There's other fighting games I had never heard of. There's mystery tournaments where you don't know what you're going to be competing in. There's indie developers who actually show up there to show off their games and to run tournaments. There's just so much to do in terms of competition, and it's great. Now, Combo Breaker goes above and beyond. They have a 24-hour venue, so you have casuals all over the place. If you don't know what a casual is, that's basically playing matches with other people that doesn't have any competitive uh, incentive to it other than just playing the game in, in pride or experience and stuff like that. You're just playing matches. There's nothing on the line unless you want it to be like a money match or something. It's not part of the bracket or anything. It's just you play matches. Sometimes people will do winner stays on where you do a first of two, first of three, and then you kind of rotate out players because the setups are limited and there's lots of people there. There are also lots of vendors. Now, this year I wasn't really too focused on vendors other than buying parts for a hitbox. Uh, and I got the information I needed. They didn't have it actually there because it's not out yet, but I know what I, I want and I have my money set aside for that. I'm really excited. I'm building a new hitbox. I'm working with my buddy on that one down in Alabama and I'm excited to be able to build that one. And maybe I'll do an episode of it or a YouTube video. I'm not sure yet. I had no intention of that, but uh, I did record me building my last hitbox and just never posted it for one reason or another, but that's an aside. That's a story for another day. Either way, there's lots of vendors. There's artists of all kinds, whether you're into more wholesome stuff or sometimes more lewd stuff, which isn't my cup of tea, but hey, I'm not going to judge you if that's your thing. If you want a full-size body pillow, some anime, waifu, or husbando, <laughs> do your thing. Uh, you know, there's, there's like pixel-type art, uh, perler beads, you know, um, some kinds of jewelry. There's always hats. I almost always buy a hat at Combo Breaker. This year, I didn't. I didn't see anything I liked, and I kept forgetting to go check the Combo Breaker one as well. And I didn't really like those as much this year. Uh, and I, I'm frugal McDougal over here, so I wasn't going to spend a lot of money. And sometimes it can be a little expensive, right? I also, keep in mind, I just came from a week-long vacation where we were eating out, eating ramen, hanging out with my sister and my brother-in-law and my niece. So I had already spent a lot of money on that vacation all the way down in Georgia. Lots of driving, lots of things to do. But either way, back to the venue, right? We talked about vendors. There's also, of course, the Popcorn Baron. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about this a little bit earlier in the episode, but Popcorn Baron is this guy who sells flavored popcorn. That's the short, simple explanation for it. That's all you really need to know. The extended version is that this guy has ridiculous flavors and they're delicious. And we don't know how he does it. <laughs> but this guy, you know, I've seen him when he was just a one-man operation with a small um, place, right? A small booth at the venue years ago. Now he has like a whole operation. His line, you have to wait an hour or two in line to get his popcorn. Now, if I'm being completely honest, the popcorn is kind of worth the wait. I, I hate waiting in lines. I, I really do. Um, I actually, the first day I paid somebody else or I gave them money to buy it because they were already going to buy popcorn anyway. So I gave them $10 to buy me some popcorn. That stuff was extra spicy, delicious, but spicy. Uh, I don't regret getting it, but it did hurt my innards a little bit. 
<laughs> so I wanted to go back and get some more and get some pizza, uh, popcorn for my wife as well. Uh, I got her a flavor and then I got three other flavors that we're sharing. I had one for myself, which was buttered chicken. I was like, how do you, what does buttered chicken popcorn taste like? That was delicious. I ate that at the venue while watching the top eights. I'll get into that later on. Uh, and then they also had a red velvet cake and birthday cake. And then my wife, uh, she loves pickles. Uh, I, not my thing. You know, I don't hate pickles. I like pickles, but pickle flavored things beyond me. But they have pickle flavored popcorn. Got her that. Uh, I'll let you know in an update how that tasted for her uh, if you're a pickle fan. But yeah, Popcorn Baron is huge. If you're in the FGC, you go to any tournaments, you know who Popcorn Baron is. He's all over the place. Uh, and yeah, the, the popcorn was delicious. It, worth it. Try it out. But I also, back to my other point, I, I think and I hope that the Popcorn Baron updates his format. I feel like he's very old school, so it only has like one register. Um, I think a lot of the weight could have been eliminated by a more productive workflow for how they package and sell their stuff. And then maybe even a you know, order list of things like that, a website or an app. I would love to see those things. So I hope for the best for Popcorn Baron. I want him to continue to grow. But I also am not going to be waiting an hour in line regularly for his popcorn whenever I go to tournaments. So I do truly hope that he upgrades his stuff uh, and continues to supply for that demand that he has. Because he has a huge demand for his popcorn and he clearly can't keep up with it right now. And I want him to be able to keep up with it. So shout out to Popcorn Baron. This isn't a sponsor. He doesn't know who I am at all. You know, I've talked to him once or twice, but he doesn't probably know my name. I don't know his real name, for God's sakes. <laughs> but he's a cool guy. Um, and respect to him, I, I always want to support local businesses and people doing their own thing. I don't know what the term is for like a, uh, my, my mind is blinking right now, like a startup or a, an indie business owner, right? You know, someone who's on their own. It's a really simple term. I'll just use entrepreneur for now, but I always respect the individual entrepreneurs. Uh, so shout out to the Popcorn Baron once again. Try them out if you don't mind waiting in line or, you know, kind of carpool in having one person wait in line and buying a bunch of different orders. Either way, though, let's let's move on. What else is there to do at Combo Breaker? Now, I talked about casuals, but there's also like a 24-hour arcade. There's tons of different arcade cabinets. They had Initial D there. I didn't get a chance to play the Initial D. I'm not going to rant right now. I love drift drifting, drift racing, drift video games. I like that kind of stuff. And I also like drift animes. And Initial D is a drifting anime, and they made an arcade game based off of that anime. I think that's the order. I don't think it's the other way around where the game came before the anime. I could be wrong, though. Either way, uh, they had other racing games that I got a chance to play, and those were really fun as well. There was tons of different arcade cabinets. Uh, I didn't play a lot of them personally, but it was just great to see that, seeing other people enjoying it and having fun and trying different things. There was tons of different uh, BYOC is what it's called, bring your own consoles. Uh, so people bringing their own games, people bringing their own PCs and hooking up and playing all kinds of random games all over the place. So there's tons of things to do in terms of being at the venue. Of course, they have their foods and their drinks. It's slightly overpriced, but you're at a venue, you're saving time by not, not going to a restaurant or leaving the venue. It's all there for you. Um, you know, there's tons of sponsors, sponsored events. I actually won a free Red Bull by doing a time trial for Gran Turismo in the Red Bull truck. You know, I was like, I'm, I'm frugal. I'm going to sit here and break this damn, you know, get this, this not record, not, the, not breaking the record, but hitting a time trial at a certain point with a certain car. And I had never played on a PS5 before, so I didn't, know what the heck was happening with that tactile feedback. Uh, I played it once with Overwatch, to correct myself. But that was a while ago, and I wasn't expecting that, and it was just kind of a weird feeling. But either way, 
Um, I hit that time trial. They had other ones like the Smash Sandbag one. Uh, you had to hit like 500 meters or something like that. I didn't do it. I saw someone else get like 800, 900, and maybe broke the record. Uh, he was standing behind me while I was working on the, the... He was standing behind me while I was working on the Gran Turismo time trials. Um, but yeah, lots of vendors. Um, of course, they sell arcade stick parts, stuff like that. So, if, you know, tons of controllers, customized controllers with cool art on it. Usually pretty expensive, but sometimes very nice. Victrix is a company that's been up and coming. Uh, well, Victrix is a brand that's been up and coming. It's owned by PDP, which made Pelican back in the day and maybe some other like Afterglow as well. Um, they, they've moved on to more luxury stuff within the fighting game community or gaming, competitive gaming community. And they have a bunch of different cool controllers. They have a hitbox, which isn't my thing personally, but it is pretty nice. They have these cool controller, these pads that have swappable innards. Like they can change out everything. And it's really cool because they can go from like a six button format to a tr more traditional triggers with two, uh, four buttons on the front rather than six. Uh, it's really, really cool. It's hard to explain, but trust me, it was sick. They're they're pretty pricey, but if you're a competitive gamer, uh, I would recommend these if you're like really serious about getting a good quality controller that you don't want to mess with too much. I think it's fairly premium and it is, I hate to say it's worth the price, but the, the customizable controller one for sure is the hitboxes and fight sticks arguable because I've, now that I've built my own, you know, it's kind of like building your own PC. It's hard for me to justify the prices that they charge. Whereas that controller, you can't really build something like that with current existing technology. That looks a lot cha more challenging, at least to me. Uh, so either way, lots of vendors, lots of things to do, lots of games to play, lots of matches to watch, which is what you do on Sunday. But you can also do it all three days because they have tons of big screens up, tons of matches going on. So you can see, you can go one side of the room, the main room, and there's like three different tournaments happening on these huge screens. Uh, I'll have some footage hopefully uploaded on YouTube. And then you also can go on the other side with the other setups and tournaments and be playing casuals, but also look up and see a bunch of big screens that you can uh, watch on that side. So there's a lot of matches to watch. And I, I love that. Now, that gets into watching these tournaments and getting to top eight. Me personally, I have a hard time sitting there and watching a lot of pools matches. I'd rather be playing my own. I think that's a little bit unproductive, but I am an impatient guy when it comes to fighting games and I want to just play every time I watch people play. The only time I don't is once you hit like top 16, top 18, and that's usually on Sunday. Sunday for Comma Breaker is basically top eight day. There's way less setups for people to play casuals on in the main room. The vendors are kind of dying down at this point. A lot of people are going home because they're eliminated from the tournament. Uh, and everything that you want to do is really watch who's going to win the tournaments for the games you're interested in. And for me, those main games are Street Fighter V, Tekken 7, and Guilty Gear Strive. Those are the ones that I watched. And they were hype. Uh, I have on my Twitter a couple of, of videos. I'll, I'll post a couple of more, honestly, because I think they're cool just to see the crowd. Uh, for those who've never been to a fighting game tournament or even seen one on like Twitch or anything, I, I really can't stress the perspective of how many people are here at this event and how loud it gets and how hype it gets watching these matches. And it's just incredible. Now, for Street Fighter V, if you follow it, who ended up winning was uh, Just a Kid, or he goes by Jack now, J-A-K, Just a Kid. He's a lot older now, so I, I think that is good to rebrand. I don't know if that's just a joke thing or what it is. But either way, he's a jury player, a jury main, and he beat Idom in Grand Finals. And I kind of called that a while ago. I love, Idom's one of my favorite players, honestly. And I would have loved for him to win, 
But Justin Kidd has been performing very well this year, and I think he deserved that win, and he he showed it. And that's, I don't know, it's just so cool to see these players evolving and growing. The people who struggled to get the top, you know, top eight in the past are starting to make it and now starting to beat the people that were kicking them out of the tournaments pretty easily. I like seeing that arc, and it's really cool that this younger kid, um, well, he's grown up, he's a lot more old now. I don't know how old he actually is, but he's a pretty tall guy. Uh, he was really young when he first got started, but now... He is a respected player. One, combo breaker is huge, right? It's not Evo, but it is right up there with Evo. A lot of players travel from other countries to compete here. You have Japanese, Korean, Afghanistan, Italy, Mexico, lots of different countries here. Uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, this year, I don't know if there's any Saudi Arabian players that I knew of for the tournaments that I watched. But yeah, there was a lot of tournaments. A lot of, lot of players from different countries, and it was great. The other tournament after Street Fighter that I watched was Tekken 7. Now, I don't play a lot of Tekken 7, but... The Tekken scene is one of the hypest scenes. So if you like hype, if you like getting excited, if you like seeing a crazy crowd or a crowd going crazy, Tekken 7 is that game for you. It is great. <laughs> and it was great again this year. I don't remember off the top of my head who ended up winning. Oh yeah, no, duh. Okay, I took a second, but I'm pretty sure it was Arslan Ash. Okay, yeah, it was Arslan Ash. She was playing mostly Kunimitsu. He used to play Shaheen, I believe his name is, but uh, he'd been playing Kunimitsu and ended up being Ni, who's considered one of the gods of Tekken, you know, one of the best players in the world in Tekken. He's from Korea, if I'm not mistaken, and the guy is well-respected. Like, he's been in the scene for a while, and it's great to see him come all the way out here to Chicago to compete. Um, but we... Arslan Nash, who is from Pakistan. Okay, so Arslan Nash... Arslan Ash is from Pakistan. So that's that's amazing to, to see these players who didn't have a lot of representation in the past popping up, dominating, you know, in, in some way. I think it was a pretty dominant match. Uh, I believe Nii got the reset, but then Arslan wound up winning in bracket reset grand finals. Uh, so ended up winning. And then you also had Guilty Gear Strive. Guilty Gear Strive was the last game of the night. By the time it ended, it was like 11 o'clock p.m. on Sunday, which I wasn't expecting to stay that late. Jeez. But it was exciting. <laughs> and normally, America isn't the country winning these tournaments with Guilty Gear. Uh, it's usually a predominant like Asian scene in that game. And the fact that an American player won this year... I think in itself is really exciting, but also a player that um, I hadn't been following too closely personally, but I've seen just the the grind of this player called NYC Tempest. I'm guessing that's New York City Tempest. I haven't done a lot of looking into him, uh, but he ended up winning. I believe it's over Zondo, who I want to say, yeah, Zondo was from Israel, and he was a, a, a great person. He had a great personality. I was rooting for him when I wasn't rooting for Tempest, and it was a really exciting match. And one you don't get to see too often. You see a lot of happy chaos <laughs> in, in Bracket. I'm not a fan of that character. You know, if you play him, whatever. You know, I make jokes about the character, but like, I, I'm, I legitimately, when I'm playing against him, it's just not a fun game. Uh, I love challenging myself, but at a certain point with a character that I play versus that character, it's just not fun. And it's not fun to watch him fight. Well, okay. I will say Leffen has a really great happy chaos, and he's not just super zony. He he has a really great play style. Either way, it was Zondo who was playing, I believe, Ram, Ramathal, versus Leo, played by NYC Tempest. And it was uh <laughs> it was exciting. 
And the crowd was going crazy. Again, I have some clips and such. And um, man, uh, just watching the crowd, being part of it, being there with the people and meeting so many people as well. Right. I got to talk with a lot of people to, to backtrack a little bit. Right. I'm talking about top eight. But uh, these kinds of events are kind of like a family reunion for me because I get to see a lot of people I have not seen in a while that I do care about and, and love talking to. And it's like a way for me to see all these people that are just as enthusiastic about something as I am. And all these people in the same room, whether I'm standing next to them or not, you can feel that energy. I'm not a very superstitious guy or a very like religious person by any means. I'm not religious at all, honestly. But uh, I do think whatever term you want to use, you can feel that energy and that excitement. And it's just Something take, takes over you and you start to get invested in these players and you're cheering and you see the other crowd reacting. And at a certain point, depending on if you're rooting for someone specific or you're just rooting for some good matches or you're rooting for a certain country to, that represent, represents you, it's great, you know. And I love talking about these matches with random people. Like, I'll be standing next to a random person and just talk about, man, this is exciting. Like, this person, I can't believe he did this thing. Or, man, that was such a crazy read. Or, why did he make that choice, right? Like, I don't personally know these people competing but it's just i want to see these players play at their best uh and sometimes it might be uh, i want to see a player lose i can be petty too okay <laughs> uh but yeah you know talking to a bunch of different people i had a great conversation with these two guys um, i believe they were both american but had roots in other countries in the middle east and just kind of hearing their perspective and this is their first major and kind of explaining some things for them that they might not have context about or like the history of fighting game tournaments and things. It's great to give and receive that kind of information and pass that around uh, and be excited about the same thing. So before my voice goes out completely, let me just recap. Comic Breaker 2023 was great. It's one of the biggest tournaments in the world to go to for fighting games and it is hype. Uh, if you're a competitor or you're thinking about being competitive, and you have the ability to travel for tournaments, a lot of people have this mentality, and it's okay if you do, but people have this I'm not good enough to compete yet mentality. And I don't think that's the right mindset unless it's a financial incentive. I think if you're able to do it comfortably and travel and compete, even if you know you're going to go 0-2, it is important to put yourself in these situations where you're around other people who are better than you. You don't want to be around players that are not as good as you. You want to surround yourself with people who can beat you and beat you badly <laughs> in some cases and then also talk to them and ask them questions and be around them observe them see how they think see how they process their losses and their wins and what they do be around these people and these people are at fighting game tournaments so even if you're not competing like i think there was one person from the case who came but didn't compete i still think they should have but as long as they're finding a way to improve at the thing they want to improve at, that's what's more important, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be competition. I think competition can motivate you and those losses can help you reflect on whether or not you want to commit to this because competing in anything is a commitment and you have to be serious with that because there's some people who get in these crazy loops where they go to tournaments and they lose and they get mad and they want to quit because they don't see the process they, they, the progress they want to make, but they're not working on the things they need to do to get better. So it's like they're getting mad at the results, but not working on changing those results and then continuing to get mad in this weird loop. Uh, and a lot of people do that. And then they don't ever ask themselves the question, am I actually committed to doing this or do I just want 
this thing that I'm not going to be working on. Uh, and that's really important. And these kinds of situations, they, they make you face that whether you like it or not. And I really think that more people should be comfortable with facing the question of, do I want to commit to this? And saying, no, I don't want to commit to this. And that's okay. But maybe I love fighting games and I want to be around that. And that's fine too. So I think it's just really important to be clear with what you want and making sure that you're not getting angry at an outcome that you're not committed to. And, you know, creating, committed to make, making that outcome, right? Either way, that's a tangent. Overall, I just got to say, Common Breaker was great. Shouts out to the Hado, aka Rick Dyer, uh, to the whole scene, all the people, the commentators, the TOs, the people who help out, the sponsors and vendors, everybody that was part of these kinds of events, whether it be Combo Breaker or any other kind of tournament. I appreciate you, and it's great, and I look forward to doing more of this. This has been a refreshing experience for me. I've been incredibly stressed and tense about the things coming up, but I think I was able to just slow down and get away from my job and, and get away from everything for a little while and just be on my own. Normally, my family goes, but it was nice to have these three days to just decompress on my own, to not stress about work or stress about how my family is doing and just have fun. Uh, and then think about what do I really want? Sometimes when you're doing the day-to-day, -day, the grind, you just get stuck in it and you don't see things from an outside perspective. And sometimes outcomes feel impossible that actually aren't impossible. So taking these steps back to get away from the noise is great so that now you can go on and do your best. Uh, and for me, one of my biggest focuses outside of family and within my job is my summer camps. I, in case you don't know, Again, I work in an arena, I work in an esports program at Western Michigan University, and one of my tasks is creating summer camps. Now, I've already done these summer camps like two or three years now, and uh, they've been successful so far, and I want to continue to do that. So if you're in the Michigan area, Kalamazoo specifically, and you have a son that's middle school to high school age, or you know someone that has kids at that age range, check the link down below. I will have a link for the summer camps that you can register. You can look at the information and I'll also have, you know, of course my contact information is there anyway. You can reach out to me if you have any questions. That would go a long way. According to other people, it is very affordable uh, compared to a lot of the other camps out there. And if you already know me, then you know I'm passionate and I know what I'm talking about. Uh, and I will continue to improve on my ability to coach. So I would love your support. Help me get that word out there. Please share it out to anyone you may know, whether it be Facebook or Twitter. That would be the best way that you can help me right now. So again, thank you so much. Check the description down below for that summer camp link. And as always, I will see you all in the next one.